Pickaxe and Roll, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. It is Sunday night design recording this with two very special guests. I floated this possibility at the end of the week last week, and uh, they are here today gracing me with their presence tonight. Uh, it is the two newest members of Denver Stiffs. Very excited to have both of them on. Asher Levy, Peter Leensvarts, both of them going to be exciting members of the group for this year. Uh, we've got a lot of exciting stuff for Stiffs, but I want to introduce them here. Uh, Asher, I'm going to go with you first. Uh, he's at Ash Manzini on Twitter. Make sure to give them both a follow. Peter's at PetePizza27 on Twitter. Make sure to give him a follow as well. Uh, Asher, first of all, how are you on this Sunday? What's, how's the, the weekend been treating you? Tired. Uh, it's been a long one, but uh, we finally have NBA basketball back. The offseason, the long forsaken offseason is over. And uh, I'm excited to get back into it, man. Uh, it's going to be my first season as a, as a media member or journalist or whatever I am, I guess. But uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be a fun experience. Uh, don't expect me to know everything, audience. I am simply a guy with opinions who just so happens to have a, a slight bit of a platform. It's it's uh we 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 like to talk about on this on this podcast that uh it's not just so slight anymore. Uh, Denver Stiffs has really grown thanks to all of the people that have come before uh, Adam Morris before me, uh, Nate Timmons, and the entire Denver Stiffs kind of conglomerate as well. Uh, Peter, uh, thank you for joining me as well on this fine evening. Uh, how are you doing? And uh, and how has the weekend treated you? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Uh... The weekend's been pretty, weekend's been good. I went uh, golfing and I watched the Mariners lose in an unfortunate manner today. But sucker, it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we've been we've been down bad for a lot of years. We haven't made a playoff since two thousand one. It's nothing new. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, but hey, uh, there's always next year. And for, and for the Mariners, you're uh, you're definitely progressing in the right direction for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it should be fun though. I mean, we had baseball season kind of come to a close here or maybe not really a close because the playoffs just, they extend for like what, two months. That's, that's yeah. A, they start on Tuesday, the wild card game, which should be the Mariners, but I'll, I'll <laughs> let it go. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, but Hey, uh, this is going to be a really good opportunity to get to know our two newest members. Uh, let you guys know uh, what to expect from Asher, from Peter, uh, going to have a lot of fun with them getting younger on the Denver stiff staff this year. That is for sure. Uh, Asher, I'm going to start with you. Uh, tell the audience just a little bit about yourself, what they can expect from you this year and, and what you, what you're hoping to, uh, to excel in for Denver Stiffs this year. I have been called the five, six Nikola Jokic on no occasions ever, but um, you should expect consistent writing from me whether it's good or bad is up to is in the eye of the beholder, but I am kind of just a dude who has opinions and I like to write about them and whether you agree or disagree, I it's a respectful thing. It's not, Hey, I'm right. You're wrong. It's just discourse. And I think that's what the NBA fan base needs to re reacclimate itself with. If it has ever been acclimated to that before, I think it needs to be a lot more discussion and a lot less first take 
kind of stuff like the mainstream debate shows i don't really like those i think that it's more nuanced than that and i think basketball deserves a nuanced take on things now whether it comes from me whether it comes from peter whether it comes from ryan uh gordon skip whoever i think that it should be a more give and take kind of discussion what rather than i'm right you're wrong let's yell at the top of our lungs at 8 a.m eastern time totally agree it it feels like uh we, we're transitioning into a good place i think that a lot of people are are understanding that the first take type shows that's not where you get your best analysis it's going to get where it's going to be where you're getting a lot of clicks a lot of uh, a lot of listens but that's what we're here for is we're hoping to continue to provide the best nuggets coverage that we possibly can uh, in the mind frame of giving people thoughtful, intelligent and insightful opinions on the matter. Peter, uh, I want to hear from you as well on this. Uh, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Tell them what, you, what they can expect from you this year. Um, well, my name is Peter Leansfart. Uh, this is my first year uh being a sports writer uh, for, uh, for, actually, for an actual organization. And um, uh, you can expect me to just be writing, uh, give everything I can when I write. I'm going to try to give the best basketball experience to I can give. Uh, I'll make things enjoyable. I'll try to add a little bit of humor, but not too much. It's corny or anything. <laughs> but we got to ask her for that. Don't worry. Yeah, there might be a few <laughs> bad puns every once in a while. Uh, just know what you just know what you're getting yourself into <laughs> know that when they talk about only a few they're talking about peter with me it'll be every other sentence <laughs> I'll asher, try to I, I, I absolutely couldn't believe that that when we introduced asher into our denver sifts meeting he led with like three thousand puns uh just to try to diffuse the tension with everybody and it was it was the funniest thing because i i have never <laughs> seen anybody at that time when they're first getting introduced be so like yeah that's great hey uh, let me make a dad joke here like what 18 that's great <laughs> yeah uh we were talking to gage and the first thing i said was he he was talking about something and i went yeah that must have been real engaging huh and uh that was, that was the first words I ever spoke as a Denver stiff. Love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, though. Uh, Peter, please continue on, on what the audience can expect from you. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm 18, so I'm not going to be very experienced or anything. I will make some mistakes, probably. So bear bear with me. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I've been yeah, I'm just I've been a Nuggets fan my whole life. And here I'm just going to give good Nuggets content to the best of my abilities. Nuggets aren't represented well in media. I've always had to look in weird places for my Nuggets news. So yeah. I'm here. I'm here to make that more mainstream, at least to my the best of my abilities. Yeah. I will say the the representation for Nuggets media it just trends so local because they don't get the the national respect, the national representation mm -hmm. that so many of these other outlets are are generally providing, and so that's why Denver Stiffs became the place that it was. That's why we strive to give the best possible coverage that we possibly can, and it's expanded from writing to podcasting to news and analysis, but also to a variety of other ways. And I've been blessed in my travels to be able to be a part of Denver Stiffs and to really start calling this my home. And 
it's it's been now oh gosh it's been five and a half years and it's just like this is going to be a really great time for me year six as a member of denver stiffs year three as site manager stiffs has changed so much and and it's really changed with media uh very interesting to try to trend towards uh the future of store of sports media with young consumers and so we have two 18 year olds on with us here uh I'm very curious as to where you guys, before you got onto Denver Stiffs, before like when you're just being a Nuggets fan, uh, where do you go to get your Nuggets news? What apps are you using? Uh, I'll start with Asher first on that, but how are you consuming the Nuggets and and where do you think this is going? Uh, I listen to mainly podcasts for my Nuggets news. I listen to Locked on Nuggets with Matt Moore and Adam Mares. I've listened to DNVR. They're doing great stuff. I've listened to this one really weird one. It's called Pickaxe and Roll with some dude named Ryan Blackburn. He's okay, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> He's okay, I guess. Um, Total hack. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes he writes weird stuff. I, I, uh, I, I go on YouTube sometimes. There's not much Nuggets content on YouTube, though. So, it, you know, it is what Shout it out is. Swipe there. a cam. Shout out Swipe a Cam on that one. Swipe yeah, a Cam is amazing. I love Swipe a Cam. He's like the one Nuggets YouTuber. Then there's yeah. there's accounts I follow on Twitter, obviously. And uh, outside of that, I I mainly just watch the games and have my own my own opinions on things. Peter, what about you? Um, I'd say probably about the same thing um i listen to a lot of podcasts i'm a huge fan of the locked on locked on nuggets podcast as well as pickaxe and roll i'm not sure if you heard about that one but uh i watch a lot of youtube content as well for other basketball media but there's like asher said there's not a whole lot of nugget stuff on there so yeah a lot of the times when i'm trying to find my info on the nuggets i gotta just watch the game myself and make my own opinions because you know what the media is saying is probably not right. It's I, I saw some articles calling for Coach Malone to be fired this offseason, which is just crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, I just you got to foam your own opinion, and that's a lot harder with you know altitude not showing our games. So, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. Yeah, there's a there's a lot a lot to unpack there. Uh, I know the the article that you said fire Malone that you were speaking of uh, that was uh, that also came from a local source. Uh, and listeners to pick X and roll know how much I detest said local source. Um, yeah. So it, with regard to the, to the YouTube fronts, I think that that's, that's where I plan on expanding next. Uh, I've had to table some of my, I've had to table some of my goals with that because I'll, I'll tell you furniture costs expensive when you're moving into a new apartment. So I've, uh, I've wanted to improve my setup and, and improve the, uh, the production value of what I can give, before I ultimately transition into that front, but Nuggets fans can rest easy knowing that I am I'm going to be trying to take on the YouTube sphere. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, but it is really interesting to hear from some younger fans and and two people that I, their opinions I trust on the matter. Uh, this is going to be very interesting to see where Nuggets media continues to go. Uh, it may be transitioning more into the social side rather than the the main article side. So we will have to see. Um, but we have some good ideas at Denver Stiffs, and a lot of that's going to loop in some YouTube content, some podcast content. Uh, we like to compile the highlights, the news, the analysis to bring you guys the film studies that you're looking for. Gage, Brandon, Tommy, Evan, 
all those guys doing some great stuff. Gordon, of course. Peter, Asher, excited to welcome you guys to the team. We have a lot planned for this upcoming season. And I'm really excited to continue to share with the share with Nuggets Nation just what our plans are going to be. Uh, we've got some good things coming, so make sure to stick around. Let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to talk about the first preseason game of the Nuggets season. Should be fun. Going up against the Los Angeles Clippers on Monday night. We'll be right back. Pickaxe and Roll, Ryan Blackburn here, joined today by Asher Levy, Peter Leansbart, two of our newest guys over at Denver Stiffs. Make sure to follow them on social media. Uh, that's where they're going to have their articles linked. That's where, and if you don't follow the Denver Stiffs account already, you're going to be missing out on a lot of content. So make sure to check that out. Okay, Peter, I'm going to start with you first on this one. LA Clippers, Staples Center, Monday night, 8.30 p.m., uh, should be a lot of fun, except for the fact that Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Marcus Morris, Nicholas Batum, Serge Ibaka, they're all out for the Clippers. Uh, is there any reason to watch this Nuggets game? Of course. There's a lot of rookies on both sides. They have The Clippers have Quentin Grimes, which is a guy that personally I would have loved to see the Nuggets take. And he's going to help and he'll prove to be a great – I think he'll prove to be a great NBA player. And as well as – we have, of course, our rookies debut. We have the fabled Bones. He's going to be making his debut into NBA action. Granted, it's only preseason. It's still NBA action. And I think that's going to be electric. Seeing seeing him in Staples Center, that's every, every kid's dream is to play in Staples Center. So I think that's going to be an amazing moment for him. And yeah, even without the, the major stars, there's still tons and tons of things to look forward to. One of the most fun things about preseason is to be able to dig into the details, is to be able to think about, okay, hey, how are these schemes going to play uh, for a lot of these teams? What are some of these new players doing in new places? Uh, what is this going to look like? Asher, the Nuggets, they're going to be without their big center, Nikola Jokic, uh, to go along with Jamal Murray, who's going to be out. Uh, we don't know about Will Barton's status yet, so I don't want to speak on that quite yet. Uh, Denver, this year, they didn't really sign a big, backup center so there's no guy that's that's really penciled in for that backup center spot when Nikola Jokic is out uh first of all predict who you think is going to start in Nikola Jokic's place and how that's going to look I I have no clue who's gonna start I'm gonna go out on a limb and say It'll be one of the greens I'm not sure whether they'll go with Jermichael or Jeff but I think the most logical option for what Malone would do is one of the greens because that's most likely who's going to be in the rotation, who they want to get reps, who they want the guys to get familiar with, all that kind of stuff. But I will say I would personally really like to see either Zeke or Bull start at center because we've heard a lot of positive buzz coming from Bull uh, in training camp. We've seen a bunch of reports on he's engaging now he is he's there he's present he's in 
in gear, but I, I want to see what that looks like on the court. I want to see if his defense has improved at all, because uh, to be quite frank, Bull Bull, I think has been an awful defender in in his brief career. I he's sure. not been uh, any positive on that end. Like MPJ, you could say he blocks weak side shots. Jokic is not that bad of a defender. Uh, and they get ragged on for it. And then you see bowl and you're like, that's what an actual bad defender looks like, at least for me personally in the first few years. And I would love to see some improvement on that end from him. Uh, if he's really engaged and all that kind of stuff. And then Zeke Naji, I am personally really excited for the season. I wrote my first article about him and what he could potentially be for the nuggets. Be it. I see him more as a three or four, mainly a four, and he himself during media day said that, but I think that it's something where, you know, if he really wanted to commit to playing time, his best bet is at the five. And if he right. fills in there and he shows that he's comfortable with it, if he shows that, you know, he can shoot, he can defend, he can keep up with fives. He can take the contact. He can take, you know, all the beating that comes with playing center. If he can prove that, I think that he could potentially get a backup five spot in the rotation. I think he could really be a rotation For sure. piece. For sure. It's a, it's definitely a possibility in that regard. Uh, I'm very curious to see, like like what you said, with Bull Bull, with Zeke Naji, it's going to be interesting to see how Michael Malone handles that throughout the year. I wouldn't count either of them in the primary rotation if I were to do it now. Uh, I think both of the greens are probably going to fill those backup four or five spots. Uh, but given that you have a brief opportunity here without Nikola Jokic in this lineup and in the preseason, you want to see as many things as you possibly can. Uh, it definitely seems like a good opportunity to have uh, a good bowl bowl showcase, a good Zeke Naji showcase to see how they would react if they had to step in for a Jokic at various points. Um Peter, let's let's go back to you here. Yes, um, I I want to say something real quick, actually. Sure. I um, completely forgot about the draft day trade the Clippers made for, uh, for to take Keon Johnson, and they swapped Quentin Grimes to the Knicks. I just yeah, all good spaced that completely. So, I, however, Keon Johnson still fits what I said about uh, Quentin Grimes. Honestly, Keon Johnson was another guy who he has the highest vertical in the draft, so he's gonna get. He'll be he'll, he's an interesting player to say the least. And they, the Clippers drafted Jason Preston in the second round, and mm-hmm. he was the guy from Ohio State that or Ohio, sorry, that um had that March Madness uh, upset. And I think he's gonna he pre, he showed really well in summer league as well. So I think he'll prove he can be a great backup point guard if he get, if he gets the opportunity. I feel like he has a great backup point guard ability. Yeah, should be interesting to see how those guys play out. Uh, Asher, go ahead. Yeah, I. I did some draft work for, uh, I did some draft scouting reports before the draft. And Jason Preston is one of, if not the pa- best passer in this rookie class. He is oh, yeah. in the conversation with Cade. He's in the conversation with, you know, the great passers of this class. He's got a great but, story too. Yeah. But one dude who you didn't mention is Brandon Boston. And I mm. think that he's mm. someone who he had a really down season at Kentucky. But he was going through a lot of personal stuff, uh, which could be attributed to, you know, why he didn't 
play up to his standard. And I think that once he gets, you know, settled into an NBA team, I think that if he's given an opportunity, whether it be in the NBA or the G League, I think that he'll be someone to look out for. And I would look out for him to score a lot in the preseason game because, uh, you know, the Nuggets, uh, they're not known for their great perimeter defense a lot of the time. So especially against guys that are a little bit taller, like a Boston, uh, yeah. he's six, six, seven. If I, if I remember correctly, though, he is built like a string bean. So we will have to see, we'll have to wait and see if he can handle any physicality. And yeah. And the, Clipper, um, the Clippers are looking, they have a lot of good young guys. Terrence Mann too is also something I'm really, I'm looking forward to seeing it too. Yeah. He's the man. <laughs> There, yeah, there it is. Great. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm guessing that we're probably going to see a starting lineup from the Clippers of something like Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, Justice Winslow, Avisa Zubac, uh, a mm-hmm. little bit smaller, but because they have so many front court guys out there uh, are out of, out of this game, that's probably the way that they would go. Uh, this isn't a great matchup for Denver to kind of show it or to kind of match up with front court strength and see how they play. But the Clippers do have a strong backcourt, like you guys were talking about. Terrence Mann's a good candidate there, but they also traded for Eric Bledsoe. Should be interesting to see if he can revitalize his career a little bit. Um, Isaiah Hartenstein is also back on this team. That should be very interesting. Yeah, Isaiah Hartenstein revenge game. Exactly. <laughs> that should be. A, that should be. We'll we'll just have to wait and see if he can he can <laughs> put something together. But hey, it's a good test for Bull Bull, in my opinion, because. Isaiah Hardenstein, more of a physical guy, definitely somebody who's on the glass a little bit more. That's a, a very prototypical backup center uh, that Bull Bull would have to face if he were to earn backup center minutes. So if he can't handle Isaiah Hartenstein, not a great sign. Not a great sign, in my opinion, if uh, if that doesn't work out. Uh, and even Zubak to that extent. Zubak is... Uh, I'm, I'm, sure that, I'm not sure if that's exactly how you say his name or Zub, if it's Zubak or how, however you Zubach. say it. Zubach. Zubach. Yeah. All right. But he, I think he's also another great, great matchup for Bull. He's another strong paint center who just works hard for rebounds. Can't, doesn't really have a whole lot of outside game, won't be shooting a whole lot of turnaround shots or jump shots. So that Bull is known for blocking. So any, I think this is a really good chance for Bull Bull to prove that he deserves a spot in this rotation. And if he has a, bad game i wouldn't be surprised this 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 is one of the reasons he doesn't get a shot in in denver yeah well he's gonna have to go five out right but that seems like a really good opportunity for him here yeah Mm -hmm. i think the four that like he said in his media day that he wanted to play the four more often and i think him i think he's really should be should be a four but i think he could definitely play the backup five and I think he, we have we have a whole back of five, and if he's willing to accept that role and just can put on that little bit of weight we've been saying ever since he got drafted, he truly can be a good center, but he's just not that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think that if Bull Bull does well at his visit to the Heart Rock Cafe, that he will do he he could play his role into a backup five. I don't think outside of the bubble, he's shown much, many flashes of being an NBA player, but if he can come out this season and, you know, actually improve, actually put in work and it's never been a question of talent with him. It's always been, is he engaged? Is he someone who can come in work like he needs to, to be a good NBA player and then 
you know, it's always been a motivation thing with him. And I mean, that's what Malone said for himself on media day too. And I think that if he works hard, he's more than talented enough to be a backup five in today's league. And this will be his first real opportunity. I think since he started randomly against the Nets uh, earlier last season. And I mean, we'll see what he can do. Yeah. It was very random. Yeah. That was a weird game, but I think the Clippers (laughs) are a really good matchup for bull. Honestly, like Isaiah Hartenstein is going to want to go at bull. If if he's ever in a post-up opportunity, he's going to want to show the Denver coaching staff that he's better than bull bull. Cause at the end of the day, we all, we basically chose Bull Bull over him. I know it's an obvious decision, but I mean, we still did. So he's got he's out, he has that motivation, and the Demarcus Cousins is still. I don't know if he actually got signed, but he's another Bane, big Bang like center down in the post. So if any, like, the Clippers are one of those teams that still have those big post players, and like almost at every almost every big man they have is a not is like a big like post Bang center. So. I think this For is sure. exactly what Bull needs to face. And if he can prove to be a somewhat decent of an option on defense and offense, he, this is a per- perfect scenario for Bull Bull, but it's also, it could be terrible because this is exactly what he's not good at facing. So I yeah. think this is a very, very, very interesting matchup. I hope he, I hope he gets to start honestly, but I doubt it, but I would love for him to get a whole lot of minutes. Mm-hmm. It's also an opportunity for the front office to be like hey look at this guy he's really good you want him for a role player so there's something to it there's definitely something to that um but we're, we're gonna have to see we're gonna we're gonna see what they do i actually i want you guys to predict the starting lineup for me that the nuggets are going to use and we we will just say that will barton is out and that they are like for, for the purposes of this, we don't have any further information other than he's questionable right now, but let's just, let's just lean towards he's out. Who do the nuggets start one through five? Let's start with, uh, let's start with Peter first. One through five. I would say one is going to be Faku. I think even though I don't think Faku is going to be the starting point guard for the rest of the year, I think Faku is going to get this start just because Mate he said he's been he he had been rehabbing his knee, so I feel like the playing the coaching staff in the front office isn't going to want him, isn't going to want him playing meaningless action in the postseason. I bet he'll still get reps and whatever, but I think Faku is going to get that start, even though Montez is going to be a starting point guard later. And I think shooting guard is going to be, assuming Will Barnes out, PJ Dozier, and small okay. forward is going to be. Can can Mike play, play in this game? Yeah, I think he's. I think he's playing. Okay, I'll, um, I'll, I think Mike's going to start. Obviously, a small forward then, and I'm going to go with the two greens, Jermichael and Jeff Green at center. I think Jeff Green's probably going to be the backup five for us, and because he did a lot of that in Brooklyn. So, taking like, AG out of there. I just, uh, I think we got to no. Uh, yeah, AG's going to start over one of the greens, but I, I like the idea of putting the both greens and both greens in and like, getting a lot of minutes just to see how they play off each other. So I think Gordon's going to start over Jermichael and Jeff Green's at center, but I wouldn't, I doubt MPJ, Aaron Gordon, Faku or Monte Morris are going to get any meaningful minutes past the first quarter. Interesting. Asher, what about you? 
I think that the starting five is going to be Monte because that's what is going to be in the regular season. PJ, because he just makes no sense filling in for Will. And then Mike, AG, and one of the greens would be my actual prediction. But what I think will be like the minutes leaders, I think will be Bones, PJ. And then I think we're going to see Mike a little bit less. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure who we're going to see as like a backup three, whether it be, I think it typically it'll be PJ Dozier, but say Will misses time in the regular season and PJ fills in. I'm really not sure who is there to fill in the three. The most obvious answer is probably Zeke. So maybe we'll see a little bit of Zeke at the backup three, but it's a, it's a good yeah. point. Um, is going to be fascinating to see what they do with this because I think there are a lot of different ways that they could go. You could go with the the representing of your regular season lineup, which I think I think in all likelihood they're going to start uh, Morris, Barton, Porter, Gordon, Jokic when they when they line up on opening night. I think that's the best lineup that they can generate here. Uh, yeah. But kind of like Peter said, and and I think I think there's definitely logic to keeping the greens together. They're going to play mm-hmm. a lot of time together and. You want them to develop that chemistry as much as possible. So yeah. it's it's possible that they go with uh, Zeke Naji as the starting center or Bull Bull as the starting center in place of that so that they could keep those two together uh, because that you have to have a goal in all of these games. Yeah. And and I think that the, the primary goal, assuming that Jokic comes back and he plays two to three, maybe even the next four preseason games, you're going to also get time. Uh, where you get to see both greens together and and get them to develop some chemistry. So my guess and my actual guess here will be, assuming that Will Barton is out, um, I think we're going to see Monte still. I think you're going to go with Austin Rivers. I think you go Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, and Jeff Green. I don't think that Jamichael Green will be out there. I think that you use Jamichael Green when you play with him with bowl and then Jamichael green can defend some of those big centers as well. Uh, but we're going to see, we're going to see how they handle it. Um, there's a lot of different ways you can go. I just hope we like throw a whole bunch of lineups at the wall and see what sticks. This game doesn't mean anything. I just want to, we should just, I hope bull gets minutes at the four, five and the three, just to see what he can do. (laughs) Yeah. I just, wouldn't it be the most Malone thing to hype up bull bowl be very positive about him and Zeke and then just start like Peter Corn Cornley in this game. Bull gets a absolutely play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh there is something to that. And you don't want to lose a guy, but you also want to make sure that Bull Bull is here for the long haul, that he's committed, that he's ready to invest even when he isn't playing and, and in the most optimal situation. Bull Bull may be assuming that he is going to start or is going to play major minutes in this next game. If he doesn't, it's almost more valuable to see how he responds to that than seeing what he would actually do in that game. So that's a very good point. So there's, there's at least a possibility there. Uh, another good possibility Flacco plays and uh, cause he's, he's been very good for this nugget team for a long time. And perhaps they decide to keep the greens together and then play Gordon at the five and go Vlacko at the four or something like that. Uh, Tariq black is also on the training camp roster though. I don't expect him to play a bunch of minutes. Yeah. Atlanta um, quarterback, Matt Ryan is also on the roster. So it's true. I was very thrown by that when I saw it, it was yeah. very weird. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I bet we don't. We see a lot like 
a starting lineup is going to be probably what we have is similar to what our normal starting lineup is going to be, I imagine. But like I said earlier, I can't imagine half the guys play a lot, lot past the first quarter. I, I think the minutes leaders are, are definitely going to be Bones, Vladko, and probably Bulbul. And I wouldn't, I, I bet we're going to get a lot of Peter Cornelli and just a lot of guys we've never seen before because. We know we know what Jamichael Green can bring to we can know what Jamichael Green can bring to the table. We know what Austin Rivers can bring to the table. We don't exactly need them to be playing in these preseason games, even though I, I they definitely will. I just can't imagine them playing a long a lot of long term minutes because this game ultimately doesn't really matter. So, what? And I'm, I'll start with Asher first on this one. What is the more exciting prospect from this game? Is it? Bones scoring 25 or is it bull bull scoring 25 bones? Yeah. Yeah. I, we know bull bull can score. It's everything else with him. Uh, and also I'm just more excited about bones in general than I am about bull bull. I'm not, I'm not high on bull at all, but I am pretty high on bones Highland. Peter, what about you? <laughs> this is, this is a tough one. Cause I think a a good bull bull game would do wonders for him, this front office, any trade packages we have for him, anything. Just a good bull bull game is exactly what we need. However, I think Bones putting up 25 on decent efficiency with a few assists is much more valuable to us because we know we have someone who can – because we have Faku and Monte who both are facilitate first point guards. They're not – they're not – gonna shoot for like that's not their first instinct and having bull or bones as someone who's almost shoot he, he seems shoot first a lot of times even though he says his passing ability is underrated i feel like he is mostly a shoot first guard so i feel like him having having a breakout game in the preseason would be by would be not by far but would be more important to us just because we who knows if he does it on if he keeps he scores 30 every preseason game, he could be starting for us. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe that might be a little aggressive here, but uh we're, <laughs> we're just gonna have to see there. Uh he's uh he's so fascinating, guys. And and I, I will tell you, I was I was lower on him when Denver drafted him. I was thinking, oh man, another offensive first guard, somebody who uh, I mean, it's probably not going to play this year, probably doesn't really add that much to the mix, but then you start to think about it. And I didn't realize, or at least fully appreciate just how long Jamal Murray is going to be out for. And you start counting the games and he's going to be past the midway points, going to be past probably all-star break, or at least around there. All-star break is past 55 games. So probably only about 27 after that. So if, if Murray were to come back then, then that's great. But for the first 55, you have to be able to score. You have to be able to do anything at all. So if, if Bones can give you some, some juice off the bench, there is at least something to be excited for. And I got to say, after watching him at Summer League, there's a lot of star potential there just mm-hmm. from the perspective of I can get to the shot that I want to no matter what, no matter who's defending me, I don't have to go to that much effort in order to do so. He's very comfortable off the dribble, very comfortable making very easy moves for him that are very difficult to defend. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch him. Uh, are you more excited to watch him shoot from 30 or throw it behind the back alley-oop or something like that? Uh, Asher first. The thing with Bones is his shooting. That's his best trait, and that's the thing I'm most excited for. However, 
uh, one thing that is underrated about him is his passing. He was a very solid passer in summer league. And I'm pretty sure that, that he's been solid in training camp as well. And if you watch a lot of his college tape, you also see that he knows how to, he knows how to play. He knows how to get to his spots. He knows how to create from those spots for himself and for others. And he is a very, very good player. And the Nuggets social team earlier this, uh, this day, uh, today, sorry, a long day at work today um, (laughs) was who has the best handles on the team. And they were just asking the players and like, 75% 75% of the answers were bones. So like if he can add that shiftiness that, you know, what he has and play make with it, that'll be great to see. But who's going to say, no, it's the bones Highland pulling up from, from the graveyard from half court and just putting people <laughs> putting people Pull it up from the graveyard. Positions. I like that. That's pretty good. I can, I can, I can get behind that a little bit. Uh, cause he, cause he's killing them. Yeah. Um, Peter, uh, uh, were you, were you surprised? Like, cause I, you, you watch bones during summer league. Were you surprised by the level of passing that he was able to put on? Yes, I was. Um, I did a lot of draft scouting, um, pre pre this draft. Cause I knew how important this draft pick was to, was to the season for us. And bones was one of these guys that I pegged as, I don't want this guy. He's, he was one of those guys that just seemed to me as, some guy who can just shoot and it might not translate to the NBA. He's not necessarily has, he doesn't have great physical stats. He's not super tall. He's not super long. He's obviously not very strong or not built. And he's very strong, but he's obviously not built like a, like a true, like some of the point guards we see in this league. But I think that this summer league, he really changed my mind. I was not a bones Highland guy, uh, pre summer league. And he just, he really blew me away. His passing ability, like he said in his media day conference that that's his most underrated ability. And I fully agree. That is, he is, can truly be a tremendous passer. He has like, we have, he has, we have guys like Jokic, Monte Morris, and Faku who just have that third, almost that third eye vision. They just know like they can just throw the pass and bones really showed flashes of that. He threw some incredible passes the summer league. Totally agree. Uh, last question that I have for the pair of you. Uh, often the first storyline that comes from a preseason game isn't the one that you expect, but I'm going to ask you guys to predict it here. Who is the player that we're talking about the most following the first preseason game? Asher, I'll start with you again. I'm going to keep riding what I've been riding this entire podcast. It's going to be Bones Highland, damn it. He's going he's gonna to put himself <laughs> on the map. I I think that he's going to be a rotational piece this this postseason. This postseason, I think he's going to be in the playoff rotation. It's crazy. That's a I, that's a, a very strong affir- uh, affirming statement from Asher here. I I am of the firm opinion that he is going to be in the top eight, nine eight or nine players in this rotation by the end of the year. I I really think that Bones is going to wow people. I think he's going to be busy during the season. I think he's going to, you know, really put in the work. He seems like a very hardworking kid. He, he's someone who I, I just am really high on. He can shoot the lights out of the gym. He's a great passer. He has a great feel for the pick and roll. 
he's basically he's basically a Will Barton kind of player and Will Barton has not has been healthy these past few seasons so I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities to fill into that Will Barton role and I think he's going to excel in it and I think by the end of the season he's not going to overtake a starting spot or anything like that but I think he's going to be a top three or four bench piece. Peter what about you? As much as I really want to say Vlatko here, I'm not going to. I, I think he's gonna prove he's gonna have a great game. I'm, I'm I want at 15 points for Vlatko, and I will be all aboard the bandwagon, all aboard. But I think the standout is gonna be from Zeke Naji. Honestly, I think he's gonna. We a lot of Nuggets like Nuggets fans kind of soured on him towards the second half of the season. He just he looked a little just he he didn't he wasn't like he'll finish product. And we kind of knew that when we drafted him and maybe some Nuggets fans didn't really know that, but some of us got frustrated with him. And I think he really improved this off season. And I think he's going to, he's, he's on, he's in tune for a breakout game. Uh, He had that one game against LeBron as a LeBron stopper. So I I, I have not forgotten that game. (laughs) I have. Love it. Um, Let's go with PJ Dozier for me. I think he's been lost in the shuffle with a lot of this. Uh, he's going to get an opportunity, whether it's off the bench, whether it's with the starters. I'm going to predict a 20-plus point performance from PJ, as well as the the normal strong defense and occasionally elite passing that you get from him, too. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, guys, I'm looking forward to it. Should be very interesting to see. Uh, any parting thoughts before, before we hop off here? Uh, it's preseason, so don't overreact to things. Please, for the love of God, do not overreact to things. If, if you know, if PJ comes out and shoots 0 of 10 in a preseason game, please, it's not the end of the world. It's one preseason game that won't count in a week. People aren't go- 20 years from now aren't going to remember PJ Dozier's meltdown in game two of the Nuggets 2021 preseason. And if he averages or if he averages 40 throughout the entire po- uh, preseason, don't expect him to be a 20 point per game scorer. PJ Dozier is a very, very solid player. He was just an example. I think he's going to be a breakout player this season, but like don't overreact to things. If bull bull comes out and averages 30, he's not going to do that in the regular season. Same if he comes out and shoots 10% from the field, take yeah, everything in moderation. <laughs> yeah. On the same lines as that is, Bones might not have a great game. I'm on the. I fully think he will. But if he comes out here and just doesn't have a great game for whatever reasons, has a lot of turnovers, just looks a little blinded by the lights, almost. He's in Staples Center. This is the first NBA game of his life. Give him a break. He he just uh, don't. I I would love for a 35 plus point game from him. I'm I'm expecting probably 20 at least from him, but just. If he's not, if we don't, we don't need to put all these expectations on, on bones. He was a 26 pick in the draft. We don't need to, we're not, this isn't the first overall draft pick we're talking about. Just we don't need him to be this 25 points a game of score that we all think he and know he can be just give him some time to get accustomed to the NBA. Well, folks, if you're going to overreact to it, make sure you overreact at denverstiffs.com. We love you. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much for hopping on with us. Make sure to follow Asher and Peter 
They're doing some great stuff for us over here at Denver Stiffs, and I am excited for the future and what it brings for them as well. Uh, two bright young stars on, on the, the Nugget side of things. So make sure to follow them. And for everybody else, that is going to do for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Make sure to use promo code MHS when you sign up for Mile High Sports. And uh, we will be back, or I will be back, uh, probably on that Monday night's uh, very late recording after this preseason game. Going to have a good time with it. Um, and we're going to break down preseason game one. For everybody else, though, that's going to do it. We'll talk to you guys very soon. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.